The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bills Mafia. It's good to have you joining me. I am live right now on YouTube and I've got audio issues already right out the gate. So I'm going to make some adjustments here real quick, but I'm excited that you guys are with me. I'm excited that you're uh, joining me, that you are tuned into this show. This, this football game was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a football game and uh, it's good to have those of you that are, that are piling in the chat already. Thank you guys for being here. Welcome into the overreaction bills post game show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo rumblings podcast and vidcast network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm your host of this year's show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. And uh, yeah, this is a uh, different, I'm in a hotel room in Tampa, Florida. I'm going to be honest with you. Getting out of that stadium was the easiest thing I've ever done. When you, inf- when you figure there was somewhere between 57 and 65,000 people, it was, Pretty incredible how fast we got from Raymond James Stadium to the hotel downtown. Uh, I did my notes while I was in the car, finished it up when I got to the hotel a little bit. But uh, it's good to have you. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about uh, how we feel about this football game. We're going to talk about stuff, right? Um, and I don't want to give it away. I don't want to. I don't want to like put everything out there right now. So let's do this. Let's just start this thing kind of like we always do, right? So whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee, at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or if you're watching me live right now, personally from downtown Tampa, I just want to say welcome. And this is how I wanted to start the show, with this line. And just like that, the mafia started to believe again. Uh, What are you you talking about, Joe? The, The bill's lost. Yes, the Bills lost, but we saw something happen, in my opinion, in this football game. We saw the Buffalo Bills. We actually saw it at the end of last week's game with the Patriots as well. We saw something happen in this game, and there was a moment in that football game that, you know, just like that, you know, 
even in this loss, Josh Allen shows us and he shows this coaching staff why you put the ball in his, in his hands, why you trust him, why you dance with the one who brung you. Two weeks in a row, it got to the point where they needed to put the ball in his hands. They needed to be aggressive. They needed to, to do what we saw in this football game. And two times in a row, it brought production, big time production. And just like you, there was a moment in that fourth quarter where I began to believe, yes, the Bills did not pull this game out. We can have a conversation about the game plan early. We can have a conversation about coaching. We can have a conversation about defense. We can have a conversation about the refs. Some really, really bad calls and non-calls in this football game. But at the end of the day, we started to collectively believe again. Because frankly, I had lowered my standards incredibly low I had dropped them I went into this football game looking to enjoy the experience and and what that meant was like the tailgate Saturday night and all that kind of stuff and I'll talk about that here in a second I didn't I didn't go in it with the expectation that the Bills were going to come out with a W and you can call me whatever you want to call me but I'm just keeping it real But I think what's interesting about this football game, I'm wearing my white Josh Allen jersey for those of you that are not currently live with me. And I now have no more lucky shirts. That isn't true. I do have one lucky shirt left. It's the Corey Bajorquez jersey. (laughs) And you better bet everything that you have that next week I'll be wearing the Corey Bajorquez jersey because that's the only, the boho mojo's got to come back. It's all I've got left. It's all I've got left. We've got a super chat in here from Brian Bowers. Brian, thank you so much for the super chat. Get this thing up on the screen. Brian says, uh, the offense looked like last year as soon as they went with Gabriel Davis over Emmanuel Sanders. Did you notice that? I'm going to be honest with you, Brian. I 1,000% noticed it. It's not in my notes. Emmanuel Sanders went off the field hurt, and it put Gabriel Davis in a position. It is in my notes. Gabriel Davis is in my notes, but... How do I want to say this? Not the way that you just stated it. So even though those thoughts were in my head, I agree with you 100% that the offense looked different when Emmanuel Sanders left the game. Um, It's not in my notes. It's it's a very profound statement, Brian. You're right. You're 100% right. The question is, why? Why did did the offense look different as soon as Emmanuel Sanders went out of the game? But that 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 question that you just asked me, Brian, puts me in the same exact position that I am about this whole game. I kind of said it at the top. I'm not sure how to feel about this game. And I'm not sure that you are either, any of you. While the loss stings, it's nowhere near what we expected it to feel like halfway through the third quarter, right? But then the Bills turned it on. Josh Allen turned it on. And I know some of you may be mad because, and I said this earlier, I didn't give them a chance to win in my pregame show. It's okay. You can be mad at me for that because the Bills proved that they can not only, that they not only had a chance to win in this game, but they were able to come back, right? They were able to come back from a very severe deficit, 24 to three, three possession deficit twice. So they were, they had a three possession deficit twice and still came back and tied this game. It says a lot about, the makeup of this team, which has been lacking this season. It says a lot about their ability to to look, you know, to stare their opponent in the eye. A team that was, 
the Buccaneers were playing very, very good football in that first half. Incredibly good. And they were having fun. And you could tell the Bills kind of weren't. But this Buffalo Bills team, they just, there, there was a moment in the game where they turned it on. They, they, there was a moment as much as we feel, and I said that we began to believe in them, I feel like they began to believe in them as well. And I'm not bothered, as I said, by you guys being upset with me for saying that the, not giving the Bills a chance or saying that, that I didn't feel like the Bills had a chance in this game because only pure homerism puts you in a place where you couldn't see how flawed this team has been this year, whether in coaching, in execution, in preparation. They're, they've, they've been playing mistake-riddled, scared football all season long. And it's been incredibly frustrating. Before I move on, I want to get to like what I was saying earlier about how I went into this game looking to just enjoy the experience, and I did. Man, last night, Saturday night, um, I got to hang around with just some of the best fans on the planet, obviously, and I, I, I dare not start naming names because if I start naming names of everybody that I got to meet and everybody that I got to hang out with, I'm going to forget somebody and upset somebody. So uh, if I saw you last night, uh, if I met you last night, uh, Saturday night, whether it was at the patio – uh, or a- after that at uh, Zadeco at, at Ebor District, what a, what a great time! That experience was was it wasn't as good as the Mafia Homecoming for the the uh, opening week, but it was close. It was super super duper close. It was it was a lot of fun. And then you roll into today, and uh, you know getting into the lots, getting into the lots was super easy. Uh, the, 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 the Buffalo fan base put on the, the big giant tailgate and the place was mobbed. It was really cool. The food was fantastic. It was a very cool vibe. Got to meet more people, got to hang out with a lot of cool people. It was just a ton of fun, the whole experience. And then like to go into that stadium, which if you back up and I know that a lot of you don't know my history, you hear me say things like I graduated high school in Florida. So I lived in Tampa. So my mom moved to Tampa, Florida. Uh, when I was in, I think, the second or third grade. So from the third grade on, I was in Florida, in Tampa, the Tampa St. Pete area quite a bit. So to have lived on and off in Tampa, and I actually in the ninth grade went to Seminole High School. I was a Seminole Warhawk. Uh, but to live in Tampa as long as I did and to see you know, the, the Buccaneers and to see that logo and like I've, I've attended, I've, I attended a game at the old Sombrero when I was a kid. You know, there, there was a there was a nostalgia. I haven't been back to this city in 34 years, and it was very cool just to be back here. Uh, and then, you know, you, that that stadium has just a an aura about it. You know what I mean? Like the the pirate ship, the way that it looks, the weather's amazing. So, like walking in, like I, we got in the stadium, no problem. Like that was the easiest walk through in a gate scenario. And I think we got there 45 minutes early. It wasn't crazy early. But that was, I've never gotten into the stadium that easy at Ralph Wilson Stadium at Highmark. It's never happened. But then we get in there, the pirate ship, the cannons, the crowd was great. Uh, the, the Bills Mafia crowd was great. And the Bucks crowd was okay early. But literally, by the time it was 10 nothing, the Buccaneers crowd was almost out of the game. They were no longer cheering. If the dude, if the announcer dude that made a ton of mistakes, he called Josh Allen Tom Brady one time, uh, but but if he like got them pumped up and said it's third down, then they did get loud. Or if it was fourth down, but by and large they were almost out of the game pretty much like early. It was weird once the buck once the bucks got up, and then a bunch of them left. Once they got up uh, seventeen points again, a bunch of bucks fans just basically started to, started to dip, 
And you could hear the mafia from the beginning of the game. You could hear the presence of the mafia affecting the game, which was great. So the mafia was incredible. The game experience was incredible. Getting out of the stadium, I already told you guys, was incredible. The experience itself was just amazing. It was just a lot of fun. The weather was perfect. It was an incredible venue. It was a great day to watch football. And outside of the first quarters of that football game, the experience was absolutely fantastic. And to be honest with you, you know, you get to see Tom Brady play live, right? And I don't think Tom Brady played extraordinarily well. It wasn't a game. I've seen Tom Brady play many times. I've seen him play at Highmark Stadium a bunch of times. Back then, it was obviously the Ralph or New Era Field uh, or even before that. Um, But for all intents and purposes, he didn't. This wasn't one of those games where he came away or you walked away going, man, Tom Brady really beat the Bills in that football game. You just didn't. But the game experience and and just this weekend. So first of all, super, super big thanks to the market dominator, to John Spazcheck, the sponsor of this show. Um, Bro, I I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you just allowing me to to be on this trip with you. John and I had a ton of fun with the Mafia. Um, John is just great everywhere he goes, and he's super generous and just super chatty, and and we had a ton of fun. And and to that point, I do want to talk about John. I talk about John every single week. Obviously, he's the sponsor of the show and the Hump Day Hotline. But here's the thing. If you're looking to buy or you're looking to sell a home, you always want to be on the winning team. And Josh or John actually has the the winning team as it pertains to Western New York. And the best part about John is not only can he help you in Western New York, if you're in another state, if you're in Arizona, if you're in California, if you're in Utah, John can help Florida. If you're in any of those states, John can still assist you and help you and put you on his team and uh, just put your buying experience, the make it the best that it can be or your selling experience, you know, because when it comes to selling, especially now the way the market is, you want to maximize the value of your home. So do what I've done. Do what a lot of Bills Mafia has done. Do what a ton of my friends have done. Call John. Call John and his team, the market dominator. Uh, he's a real estate agent with uh, uh, Keller Williams Realty. You can reach John at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You can reach him on Twitter at Your Elite Broker. John is Bill's Mafia. He was at the game with me, sat right next to me. He's awesome. Uh, you can also email John at Your Elite or Your Elite Broker at gmail.com. And here's the thing. John is just, he's just, he's just a dude. He's just awesome. So do me, do me the huge favor. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, please give John a call. So I'm, I'm scrolling back to find out if I missed any super chats. I apologize if I did. I don't think I did. But uh, let's let's keep this thing rolling. This game, this game didn't disappoint. And, and and as I said, like the first, oh, this is something new. I'm drink. I've lost my voice, so I'm dr- drinking <laughs> drinking some agua. <laughs> uh, the first half of the game disappointed a little bit, but we'll talk about that in a second. The Buffalo Bills learned very early who the names uh, <laughs> Shaq Barrett and Devin White were very early. Um, it started out as another one of those games where the offense just wasn't helping the defense at all. And, and to be honest with you, being where we were in the stadium, I was able to take a look at things that we don't normally get to see on the television. I didn't see a lot of cover two shell from this Tampa team. Yes, they played it once in a while, but it wasn't a situation where they were like like sold out to the cover two shell, which you know put the Buffalo Bills in a situation where they couldn't do the things that they wanted to do early. They, they did it when they were supposed to, you know, if it was third and long, stuff like that. They were mostly in a single high, and the Bills worked underneath early. And I'll be honest with you, I think that was a huge mistake. I don't understand for the life of me why the Bills are playing single high safety, sometimes man, sometimes zone. The Bills are throwing screen passes. Now, you can say what you want to say. You can say that it worked or it didn't work from where I sat and from what I saw. I didn't feel that it worked. 
um, especially early in this football game. Early, it was obvious, in my opinion, that Brady wanted this win. And when Brady gets in that whole, I want this game mode, it's really something to watch. And the Buffalo Bills at that point in time, early in the first two quarters, seem inclined to just let him have it. You know what, Tom, if you want this game, I know you said in your post-game presser last week that you've had this game circled since the beginning of the season. Uh, and if you want it, you can have it. And, and that's just that's kind of the vibe that I got for the Bills. I know that in one of the tweets that I got, you know, people were like, I just don't understand with everything on the line and where you're sitting in the standings, how you can come out that flat. And I would say that that's what the Bills did. They played complementary football on offense and defense poorly. The offense played bad. The defense played bad. And it just, it, 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 it stunk. It stunk up the joint, frankly, in my opinion. A couple, or, <laughs> I've got this in here too. So, so uh, my daughter early on in this football game uh, sent me a, uh, a text message. And, it, and it's, she sent me the text message that, uh, that no parent ever wants to get from their daughter. She said, Dad, I want to become a fan of a different team. She said, I'm frustrated. So that was my 14, my 14 year old McKenna about uh, it was either half, half or two thirds of the way through or three quarters of the way through the second quarter. Um, she had basically uh, decided that uh, she didn't want to be a bills fan or, or, was, or was considering at least not being a bills fan anymore. Now, obviously as the game progressed, her tune changed greatly. Um, and she apologized to me and she was excited and excited for me. But a uh, couple quick thoughts before I move on to what I would consider the story of this football game. You know, I like Dane Jackson. I like Dane Jackson a lot. Um, I don't understand necessarily why Dane Jackson doesn't get to play more, even if it's on a rotational basis. Dane, when he's on the field, flashes. I know he got called on what I would consider a bogus uh, penalty, but Dane is good. He, he's, he, he's aggressive. He might not have blazing speed and elite speed, but Dane and both Levi Wallace in this football game did a very good job of kind of shutting down uh, you know, uh, Godwin and, uh, and Mike Evans. But Dane, to me, I just like this kid. I like him a lot. Again, he's making a case for more playing time, in my opinion. And I don't know what that means. No, you're not taking Trey White off the field if he's if he's healthy. And, and the reality is, is Levi's been playing good. It's hard to argue with the game that Levi's been giving you. So I just like Dane Jackson. That's all I can tell you. Um, Tremaine Nemens struggled in this football game. Uh, he did not play well. Uh, Milano did. Uh, but at times, you know, I just can't figure out what Tremaine is doing. And the reality is that my last quick thought about this game is, you know, I, I can't figure out <laughs> – exactly what the game plan is for this offense like there's a lot of stuff that happens for this football team and doesn't happen for this football team and there's a lot of like trying to be something they're not that we see and and, and as i as i said early and i said this to, to john to spaz you know the bills have proven that twice in the last two weeks that when they need points when they need production they can go get it they can absolutely go get it but i don't really have i've, I've done this before Moving on to what I would consider the story of this football game, I, you know, it, I've got two of them um, because I couldn't decide. And I'll let you guys decide which one of these is the story of the game uh, from the two that I that I give you. The first story of the game that I have, and and I had this early. This was before the comeback, right? So uh, my first story is that this was these two teams, or I should say, this game was the tale of fourth downs, fourth down opportunities. The Bills decide not to go for it on fourth down, and instead they try a fake, and Matt Breida gets tackled by a fat guy. If you don't think this team has physicality issues, this is the premier example. You go for it on fourth down, or I should, I'm sorry, you fake a punt on fourth down, uh, and, and, and you give it to the fastest guy probably on the field between both teams, and he gets tackled by a fat guy because somebody misses their block. They don't man up. 
They don't do the things. They don't dig in and drive and do the things they're supposed to do. We saw it several in several different occasions. One of them I'm talking about with Matt Breida himself, who got trucked, completely ran over by Devin White. But this team has physicality issues. This team has blocking scheme issues. This team has execution issues. This team has commitment issues when it comes to that type of stuff. So tale of, tale of two fourth downs. The Buffalo Bills decide to try a fake. Matt Brady gets run over by a fat guy. That's the Bills' fourth down fake on a punt. For, in a moment that they really probably needed it outside of the other punt punting situation, uh, or I'm sorry, field goal situation. Where, uh, I think they punted. Regardless, I'm getting off track. Let me let me go back to my notes. The Bucks, on the other hand, they decide to go for it on fourth down. And I know what you're thinking. Well, they didn't make it either, Joe. That's not what I'm talking about. So the story of this football game is about the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to give you the story, the tale of two fourth downs and how the Buffalo Bills responded. First one, fake punt. Breedy gets tackled by a fat guy. They turn the ball over, ball over on downs. Second one, the Bucks the Bucks decide to go for it on fourth down. The ball is tipped. Brady drops back to drops back to pass. He throws the ball. It's tipped, and then it's batted around and it's almost intercepted. Which, by the way, would have been bad. The Bills would have lost a bunch of yardage if Micah Hyde had come away. Now I know what we were all thinking. And we all get in that mode. Man, if he'd have just made that interception. Well, it would have hurt us <laughs> if he'd have made that interception because it advances the ball. But if, so what happens is, sorry, I'm, I'm reading the chat. I apologize. So when, John, Johnny, I'll get to your super chat here in a second. But the ball is tipped, batted, intercepted, or almost intercepted. However, there's a penalty on the play. And this is the point. This is the other tail of the fourth down. There's a penalty on the play. It's a personal foul penalty. And the Buffalo Bills get the, bat, the ball back, but they got to back the ball up 15 yards. This team, this football team just invents ways to hurt themselves at times, and they've done it all season. And it's been very, very strange. So that's my first story of the game. My second story of the game is the narrative that, you know, that, that we need to see Josh run and throw the ball more in order for the Buffalo Bills to win. However, we didn't win in this football game. And what's interesting about this story of the game is they came out kind of firing and kind of guns blazing, but they were doing a lot of pseudo run plays. And they they weren't doing pseudo run plays that have worked in the past when we're talking about Cole Beasley and just some other, other underneath, underneath stuff like that. They're trying to run screen plays, which has been strange. But two weeks in a row, I've said this three times, or this will be the third time I've said it on this show. Two weeks in a row, they put the ball in Josh's hands. They let him get aggressive and production followed. That is the formula for this football team. I don't care what anybody says. The, the formula for this team, this is Josh's team. Put it in his hands, a la Peyton Manning, a la Tom Brady, a la all those guys. Put it in his hands. Let him go out there and get Ws for you. Uh, so those are my two narratives or, or stories of the games. You guys can decide which one of those you like or don't like. I don't necessarily care. Uh, Super Chat coming in from Johnny. Johnny, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I have... A two boy, or I have two boys, nine and twelve years old. Neither into sports. To be honest, I'm glad for them. They don't need the heartache in life. It's funny because I had, uh, <laughs> I don't remember when it was. Uh, when was it? I, 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 it was before McDermott came in. There was a time I don't remember when it was when I had uh, yelled at my dad on Twitter for making me a Bills fan. So you know, not that he made me, but he didn't force me to be a Bills fan. But Let's be honest, I'm a Bills fan because of my dad, just like probably most of you are Bills fans because of your parents. But um, uh, it is what it is. First quarter, let's go through some of uh, – let's just go through some of the – it's water, Pamela and Richard. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are awful. 
awful. First quarter of this football game, the, the Buccaneers start slow. There was a bad snap. You know, Ryan Jensen didn't practice all week, and, you know, whatever, it happens. They're three and out. The Bucs go three and out. Uh, Josh Allen, the, the Bills get the ball. They get a, an immediate first down, which was great. And then Allen is sacked, forced to punt. Uh, the blitz wasn't picked up. From where I was sitting, I saw him take off uh, Shaq Barrett, take off right right after him and get him. Or I should say Shaq Barrett got him, but I saw the blitz coming. I'm, I'm yelling, blitz, blitz. Not that he could hear me from the stands. Uh, and then it happens. Leonard Fournette with another, uh, when I say another, not one that he's had, but the Bills let up another one of these long touchdowns to the starting running back, 47 yards. The Bills continue, continue to get gashed for one big run play that could potentially make a difference in the game. And in this case, it does again. So that's at least three times this season we've seen that happen where the Bills give up a run play that at the end of the game, it's like, man, if they didn't give that run up, could be a different football game. But here we are. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Allen, uh, after they get the ball back, uh, he has a big run and then he's sacked by Devin White. The Bills are forced to punt again. Uh, third Buck series, it just got easy. It's funny because I, the, the, the Buccaneers' third series of this football game, I'm literally taking a note on my phone and I put my phone away. And then John looks at me and he goes, Man, it's just too easy. And I'm like, That's funny, dude, because I literally just put in my notes third Buccaneers series and it just got too easy. The Bills' defense. You know, in that situation on that third, third series, the good news is is they they bent, but they didn't break. They forced the field goal uh, for the Buccaneers to go up to ten to nothing. But at the end of the day, they've got to be tougher. There, there's got to be a moment for this defense where they just they they bow their back a little bit. That they're just not going to. And they did it late in the game. But it's so weird how flat this football team has been coming out. And somebody, like I said, is you're going to hear that in the tweet here in a second. Um, the second quarter, the Bills uh, get the ball back. They work the ball down the field. Two long throws uh, to uh, Emmanuel Sanders and obviously Stephon Diggs. They were actually the same exact throw, so I feel like the Bills probably saw a crease in the defense that they began to attack. Attack rather, and then there was that really creative play to uh, to Gabe Davis where Josh faked the faked the throw, and again where I was sitting, I could see the whole play open, and everybody bit on that fake, which allowed Davis to get around the, the end, and, and Josh hit him, which was great. Uh, but, you know, the Buffalo Bills at that moment settle for a field goal uh, as Allen over, overthrew Gabe Davis in the end zone. And it's just it, that's that's like you really felt at that point in time uh, that the Buffalo Bills needed seven in that moment. They really needed a touchdown there. Uh, the, bar, the, the Buccaneers then march right down the field <laughs> with the help from a very questionable pass interference call. I, I talked about this uh, against Dane Jackson on a third and five. Uh, it was an incomplete. It was ridiculous. Uh, and then Evans, Mike Evans had that incredible touchdown catch where he reached up super, super high and got the ball. I thought it was, I thought for sure, thousand percent it was incomplete from where I was sitting. Uh, and and he he came down with the football, 17-3 bucks. Buffalo Bills fourth possession of the game. Uh Devin White literally runs over Breed up. So so Breed's got so Devin White is coming up the middle on a blitz straight at Josh Allen. And 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 Breed's got to read that. And instead, Breed is late with the read, and by the time he gets there, Devin White just basically just runs him over, trucks him, and you know he gets a second sack of the football game, uh, incomplete, and, and then they give up a pass to eighty-eight, or I should say, there was a, the next play was an incomplete, and then they they run a give up pass to Dawson Knox to eighty-eight, and then they punt again. Uh, the Bucks then drive the field one more time. The Bills at this point, this is the moment where McKenna sent me the text. The Bills just couldn't stop them in the second quarter. It was just there was just no point, and then that whole two minute sequence was totally weird. Real quick, uh, a couple super chats. I'm gonna get get over to these real quick. Uh, David Rodriguez, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, do you think McDermott will still be here by 2024? I believe he was the right guy to help us rebuild, but now I think we needed a better option. You know, 
David, it's an inch. The coaching carousel in the NFL is crazy. You know, it, it's you're never surprised necessarily. Rarely, I should say, are you surprised when it when it when a head coach gets head coach gets fired. You get surprised when a head coach gets fired from a winning football team, like when Marty Schottenheimer couldn't close the deal. His Chiefs were always decent, a decent football team, but he could never get past right where he needed to be. So the Chiefs fired him a long time ago. Generally, when a head coach gets fired, it's because the team isn't responding. The team isn't good. Has a head coach lost the locker room? Sure. Do I think the Bills or the Bills are disconnecting from, and that McDermott has lost this locker room? I don't think so. I think McDermott has a lot still in the tank for this football team. I think the way that he coaches, I think the character that he brings, I think the culture that he brings is important. However, changes are going to have to be made. The only way that that that, that culture stands is if McDermott be, shows either at the end of this season or in the offseason that what we have been watching is not good enough and what they've been doing is not good enough. So if I had to guess, being at the end of 2021, uh, three more years, I think McDermott will still be here. I think he's going to be the coach here for a very, very long time. I just think that there's something going on uh, in that within that coaching staff where they're just not on the same page. And another thing that speaks to that is literally McDermott coming out this week and saying, Dable and I are on the same page. We talked, we're on the same page. So there's conversations going on. Now, we are not in those rooms. We don't know what they are. We've all long debated, is it McDermott that's conservative and Dable that's aggressive? Is it Dable that's conservative and McDermott that's aggressive? We don't know, right? So we're going to find out more, in my opinion, coming up here relatively soon, uh, just as far as with the balance of these last four games are incredibly important. The, the Bills have to win out at this point, in my opinion, to make a playoff. Now, I know they got help because the Raiders lost, uh, the Steelers lost, that helped. However, the Bills are going to have to, and obviously uh, Lamar Jackson going down with the, in, in, what might be a season-ending injury, uh, but at the end of the day, the Bills are probably going to have to win out. They're going to have to win out. If they win out, they could still win the AFC East, but they're going to have to win out, in my opinion, to at least make the playoffs. So, but I do, I do think David that uh, McDermott will be here for the long run, even with what's going on. This is just one of those things that you have to work through. Pullout King just met the Pullout King. Uh, met him last night uh, over at uh, Zadeko. Uh, need old, we need old offensive linemen and need refs. <laughs> It hurts, Joe. It hurts. Uh, I wish we could handpick the refs where we get to pick our own referees because there were spots. There were, I don't know if you guys caught it, but there was there was a couple spots that were ridiculous where they like there was one where the, the Bills could have challenged. They they spotted the ball a yard and a half behind where like I don't remember who it was, where the, the, the line to gain, I think it was Beasley, like fell down and he was like a half yard past the line to gain, and they they marked it a yard back. And like the Bills didn't challenge it, they just lined up and went again. Crazy. The refs in this game were awful, and I don't like to complain about the refs. Pamela with a super chat. So good to have you a part of the show. Thank you. Uh, so you think there is something going on internally with the team? I do. So that's just that's me. Haven't seen them pumping each other up or getting pumped up at all. Well, they do, and they were in the pregame stuff. Uh, they were doing all their handshakes and dances and stuff like that, and and they were they were into it as far as early, as far as much as they could be. I've got a question for Fina tomorrow that I'm going to save for that show. Uh, just as far as far as the warm-ups and just some of the practice reps that I watched. But uh, I think there's something going on going on in the locker room. I don't know what it is. We'll never find out. We'll find out maybe at the end of the season if some guys are let go because at this point, and I've said this a hundred times, in my opinion, there's no way that uh, Brian Dable 
is hired as a head coach. Leslie Frazier is already linked to a head coaching position, but I don't think Brian Dable is getting a head coaching job, at least not this year. Um, and there's a good chance that he might not be a Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, coordinator next year. We'll see. Uh, I want to get to the two-minute sequence. Oh, got another super chat. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologize. Uh, super chat from Dave Reed. Dave, good to have you part of the show. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, the Bills seem to have no sense of urgency. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thank you so much, David. Like literally, how many times have you heard me say this? Until it's too late, and it's happened in numerous games this year. Last year, they come out guns blazing. You are you. Are, I should just give you the microphone, bro, and you should just literally do this show yourself. Um, excuse me. That two minute sequence. So I want to talk about it real quick. I'm going to rush through the third and the fourth quarters, so uh, it won't take too super duper long. Uh, two minutes left of the game, the ball to 29. The Bills are forced to make a decision. Uh, the, the Patriots, I should say, are uh, at their own 29. The Bills are forced to make a decision with their timeouts, and and they actually called their timeouts. I wasn't sure. I sat there in the stadium, and I was pretty much convinced the Buffalo Bills were going to like try to let the clock run out on the on the Bucks. Not, not the Bucks had timeouts as well. But I thought for sure that the Bills were going to like go super conservative and hope that like they somehow the clock would spill and then they just kick a field goal. They didn't do that. They actually used their timeouts, which I was happy for. Uh, and then Brady obviously goes down, sneaks it in for a touchdown. Uh, the Buccaneers go up 24 to three. The Bills get the ball, 129 left. Good little pass to Beasley. Then offsides, they get five more yards. And then Allen pressured and throws. What are we going to call it? We're going to call it a hero ball, right? Uh, and he's picked off. German. It's funny to me that Richard German is the guy that picked him off because that's a guy that was out there on the street that that this this front office didn't feel like could help a defense while well, he helped the defense in that football game. The Bills are forced. Uh, they, or, uh, the Bills forced another three and out. They've got uh, forty seconds left in this in this in the halftime. And what do the Bills do? Three and out. And this is this is literally the moment for all of us where we're like, here we go, <clears throat> right? Here we go. Third quarter, <laughs> I think John looked at me at one point. Was like, "Do you want to go?" <laughs> I'm like, "I can't go yet. Like, we need to. Like, we. I gotta. I gotta. Like, I got notes. I gotta take. I was like, if, if this thing is, if they're down by like 35, like halfway through the third quarter, we can dip. But I was like, no, we'll stick it out for for a little bit at least. Um, the Bills come out after halftime, uh, and they go for it on fourth down. And this is where uh, I talked about earlier. Breda is tackled by a fat guy. Uh, and again, this is, you know, let's just be clear. The bills have a blocking problem. They just do. It's a problem. They've got to get it fixed. They've got to get it fixed before the playoffs. And if they can't, I don't know how far they can even go in the playoffs. Um, but then the Buffalo bills, you know, they finally do get it, get it in the end zone in the third quarter on a Josh Allen touchdown run. Uh, the bills are at 24, 10, which is great. Uh, the bills drive in the fourth quarter and with nine, seven, nine Oh seven left of the game. Allen hits Knox. So I've, I've advanced the fourth quarter on you guys, by the way, sorry about that. He hits Knox uh, to, uh, to close it to a 10-point game. Allen and Devin, uh, Devin Singletary with some clutch runs on that drive uh, that were at the 907 mark. Uh, the Bucks go three and out. This is where the defense for the Bills is beginning to step up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the Bills ball in the Bucks 46, 808 left. And this is where that moment, right? It's like, I, oh, my gosh, like I'm, 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 gonna, I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe in this team. Uh, so, And then Allen uh, throw, gets the ball to Davis for a touchdown. Uh, the battery on my laptop's dying here, guys. Hang on a second. Uh, and the Bills cut it to 27 to 24. So now we've got a football game, right? Uh, the Bills come back from two three point or uh, three possession deficits uh, to to uh, to make it a to, to make it a three point game. Uh, the Bills force a punt 
They get the ball back at 305. The Bills drive the field and they kick a 25-yard field goal and tie the game. And at this point, I'm like crazy nervous. Crazy nervous. And let's just be honest. They kicked a field goal because there was a pass interference, a blatant pass interference that was not called in the end zone. It should have been first and goal at the one Bills ball with like whatever it was, 24 seconds left um, in the football game. But the Bills, you know, they kicked that field goal. Bass is clutch. He's money from that range, obviously. The last thing I want to do is give Tom Brady the football in overtime. The last thing that I want to do is give Tom Brady the football in overtime. Uh, but uh, the Bills win the toss. Josh Allen came out super excited after winning the toss, and there was just a feeling in the building. You just kind of felt like the Bills are going to pull this out. I don't know. They, they've won the toss. They're going to go down the field. The Bucks are in a position where they can't stop them right now, uh, and all the momentum has shifted to, to, to the Bills' side of the football, and the Bills come out. What do they do? They go three and out, and then the Bucks ended on a 57-yard pass to Rashard Perriman from Tom Brady. Um, there was some big, giant announcement after that, like after that happened, that, uh, you know, this this is the, you know, I don't know, something game for the first time in the NFL, that blah, 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 by Tom Brady. And I, was, I couldn't get out of the stadium fast enough. I was like, I don't even give a crap what Tom Brady did this time. So that that's basically quarter by quarter. And uh, just real quick, just the stats for you in this football game. If you have not seen them, Josh Allen in this game was 36 of 54 for 308 yards, two touchdowns, and a bad interception. Um, what uh, which the, the interception didn't hurt him. It just didn't help the Bills. Uh, rushing Josh Allen was the, uh, number one rushing the runner leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills in this game, 12 for 109 and a touchdown average 9.1 yards of carry Singletary played a great game. So this is that moment, right? Singletary was four for 52 for 13 yards. Joe, I told you that the, the, the Bills running game is good. I told you that they can be efficient. No, no, let's not mistake what we watched in this football game. The reason and Matt Breida was three for twelve. The reason that Devin Singletary and Matt Breida got good yards is because the Bills had basically gone to a pass first offense, pass first in every situation. So the Buccaneers were not looking for the for the for the run. They were using the pass to set up the run, which is everything that they did last year. I think there was one rush, a non one non Josh Allen rush in the first in the first half. And I know what you're going to say. Well, it didn't work. Did it or didn't it? Because it did begin to work later in the football game. So. It's just one of those things. Uh, receiving for the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs, 7-74. Cole Beasley, 9-64, who was largely quiet in the first half. Dawson Knox, 7-60 with a touchdown. Gabriel Davis, 5-43 for with a touchdown. Devin Singletary, 6-37. for Emmanuel Sanders, 1-25. for Ike had 1-5. for And then Matt Breida was blanked in that football game. The Bucks stats, super, super quick. Tom Brady, I don't know how he, I don't know how he had, had this much or had as many yards. It just didn't feel like he had this good of a game. Uh, 31 to 46 for 363 yards, two touchdowns. Lennon Fournette rushing in this game, 19 for 113 yards, obviously 47 on one yard on one run. Here we go again. It's literally this defense is the tail of one bad run. One bad run in these games that are super important. The Titans game, right? Uh, the, the Patriots game, this game. Tom Brady was 7 to 16 rushing. He had that one big run. Uh, Chris Godwin, 10 for 105, Mike Evans, six for 91 in the touchdown, Gronkowski, uh, five of 62, Brashad Perryman, one for 58 in the touchdown, the basically the walk-off touchdown, uh, and then yada, 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 everybody else that's just kind of in there, uh, as far as with the stuff that they, uh, that they did. So let's jump over right now to the dude awards as we're getting, uh, close to wrapping the show up. I've got a bunch of tweets to read for you guys. So you guys are gonna be hanging around for a couple minutes. Dude awards, first dude award tonight. Uh, for this football game goes to Josh Allen. Dude, 
man, you, you play, you gutted it out, bro. Uh, there, there was a moment in this football game that I really felt like, and, and a friend of mine actually t- texted me this and said it just, and I agreed. It just felt like Josh Allen didn't believe in the team around him and didn't believe that they could pull it out. And that was in the first half. He just had just a look on his face that wasn't there, but the dude gutted it out and uh, put that team on his back in the second half and just crushed. Uh, what, what, what a tale, a tale of two halves. We talk about football games, you know, in the tale of two halves all the time. And Josh, you get my first dude award. My second dude award goes to Dane Jackson. Dane, I just like what you saw. And I'll be honest with you, as much as I was nervous and still am with Tredavious White being out for the season, you know, I look forward to watching you play this year, bro. And then my third dude award goes to Gabe Davis. So Gabe Davis is in my notes, as I said. Um, the dude, the kid stepped up big. So so Gabe Davis played a very good one. He got inserted when once Emmanuel Sanders left the football game. You know, the game changed uh, for the Buffalo Bills with Gabe Davis in the game. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he brings to the offense. Clearly, I, I would like I'd like to see more of it. I'd like to see more of a test that that that, that it's true before I just jump on it and say that it's fact. But uh, the offense, to one of the super chatters' points, literally looked different with Gabe Davis uh, in the football game. My uh, dude awards. So yeah, dude, like we got to talk. Tremaine Edmonds just did not have a good football game, and I don't want to do- dog on or get down on Tremaine. Um, I love Tremaine. Still do love Tremaine. Tremaine, you're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. He's just he just wasn't shedding blocks. He was over pursuing. He was he was just getting cut inside. He just was having some issues. Um, it just it just it just is what it is. Uh, my second dude award goes to the referees in this football game. I don't you know guys. I don't know what to tell you. I made a prediction about there being a Buccaneers and Patriots Super Bowl this year. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there talking about how you can't fix the NFL and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know what the truth is. It's just when I see stuff that's blatant, like we saw in this football game where blatant pass interferences on the bills are not called. And then you've got a pass pass interference that extends a drive for the Buccaneers where Mike Evans basically grabs the head and neck of Dane Jackson, or was it Levi Wallace and like pulls him down and throws him to the ground. And that's happened one other time this year. And like somehow that is a pass interference call against the Buffalo Bills and it extends their drive. I just don't know what, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it be, it's, it gets to the point where it becomes obvious. It seems, or maybe it's obvious because we're looking at it and this is how we feel. I can't answer, but it's, it's, it's getting frustrating and annoying. And then uh, my last dude award goes to the coaching staff uh, for whatever that was that they did in the first half. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, strong believer that it, while there are some holes on this football team, while there are some issues on this football team, while we can get better from a personnel standpoint, you know, I'm on, I'm on the side that, that this football team is very good. The players are very good. Um, and not only are they very good, but, uh, they're not the reason that we're losing. I'm still 1000% on the side of this whole entire thing is a coaching issue. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Overreaction Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Miller. I'm going to read some tweets. And I got a bunch. So we're going to be here for a minute. <laughs> I got a bunch, fam. I got a bunch. So if you guys tune out now, uh, I'll get it. Or I understand it. Uh, so I posted, I tweeted uh, just as soon as the game was over. How does that game have you feeling, Bill's Mafia? Up and down, nerve-wracking, emotional madness. And then I said, enough about me. How are you? Tweet me, and I'll be reading them on the show live. Uh, the first one is from Greasy, at Cam Greasy. Always re- responds to these tweets. Bad fake punt, bad call to punt, awful officiating, Dane's dropped interception. Uh, like most of our losses, they had many chances to win. That being said, taking the defending champs into overtime in their house tells me this team can win out 
and might be getting it together at the crucial time. What did I start the show with? And that was the moment Bill's Mafia began to believe again. Isn't that what I said? That's what I said. And I did not read these tweets ahead of time. So when I read these things, it's a for the most part, it's the first time. Uh, ABH at quickdraw underscore BB. We can't afford first halves like that no matter how well we play in the second. But this team finally showed some heart, and Josh Allen is a first-class warrior. It's absolutely true. The Bucks fans were freaking out. Like, it was it was interesting. JD at JD 7774-2869. Uh, honestly, I feel very sad right now. We cannot say we lost because of the refs, but I, or yeah, we cannot say we lost because of the refs, but I kind of feel like we did in a sense. I cannot figure out why we do not get obvious calls to go our way. I'm insane. We did get a, a roughing the passer call, which I didn't think they were going to throw, uh, but we can, we cannot, we cannot get obvious calls to go, or we, sorry, but we cannot obvious. I think it's the obvious calls that go against us, but yeah, right there with the dude. We've talked about the refs quite a bit in this game or in the show. Brosev at Brosev nine two zero four seven two six six. Tough loss. It's disappointing. It's a disappointing loss near the end of a disappointing season. We're still in it, but it's been so hit and miss that it's hard to see how we make it through the playoffs uh, like this. I would agree with you, bro, a hundred percent. I don't know what the playoffs are going to bring. Skeet at uh, Squeetersaurus. That's a great name. Just tired from watching Allen run. Allen messed up his ankle, and we don't even have a win to show for it. I'll be honest with you. I'm not tired of watching Allen run. In my opinion, Allen running is the game plan. Allen throwing is the game plan. This football team, this offense is way better and way less predictable. John Fina's calling me. Way better and way less predictable when uh, Josh Allen has the ball in his hand. So I'm, I'm not tired of watching Josh Allen run. Munns at S. Munley 1. Turned it off. Uh, in the second quarter, thank God. Munley or Munns, you missed a great football game. So I don't know what to tell you. That's why you don't turn football games off. Tyler Best at Worldwide Best. Not great, but we still control our own destiny. Absolutely true. Ethan A. Tweedy uh, at Tweedy underscore A. Uh, Where's it at? Oh, that's the second one. He's got he's got a two-parter in here. Where's the first one? There it is. Uh, what a gutsy performance by my quarterback, Josh Allen. <clears throat> down 24 uh, to three at halftime. I had no idea it would be this close. Some really sus- uh, suspect referee decisions coming down the stretch on both sides of the ball. Hopefully the energy from the second half of this game uh, will power us to win. And that's the moment the Bills Mafia began to believe. Four straight. Uh, so help them win four straight. <clears throat> Lest we forget the Bills Mafia. We are tech- technically still uh, in the seventh seed. Don't stop believing. Hashtag go Bills. Absolutely love the energy and the vibe, Ethan. Appreciate it. Richard Rush, my guy, Richard Rush, at Richard R. Rush, too. All is not lost, but it's close. Just when I think they can't hurt me, boom, there it is. I don't know that this one stung as much as it could have, but I know exactly what you're saying, bro. Uh, T411 uh, underscore BIB at T Estelle 3. Sean trusts his defense more than he trusts his offense, and I need that to change. I'm okay with how the Bills played but I need them like that in uh, first quarter and the second quarter. She's talking about the defense. So T is absolutely right. We need the Buffalo Bills defense to play in the first and second quarter, the way that they played the second quarter or the third and the fourth quarter of this game and the third and the fourth quarter that they played of the Patriots game. Marshall McDougall says, uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. He's giving me the Ricky Bobby gift. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it is what it is. Buddy Mills at Buddy Mills underscore EIT. How can you be anything but down on this team? Season is in jeopardy and they come out completely flat. Bills are now on the outside looking in and don't have the consistency to go on, consistency to go on a run. I'm not sure they're on the out they're on the outside. I think they are still in that seven seed, uh, but it's it's not a great they're not in a great position. That's for sure. Um, yeah, they're they're not in the hunt yet, but uh, it's 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 going to be close. Um, Bills Mafia at Bills zero three two seven. 
uh, in the end, shouldn't have gotten shouldn't have gotten down by 21. Should have scored a TD at the end of the fourth and not let Tom have a chance. Well, the TD at the fourth, uh, TD at the end of the fourth, and we didn't score was because a pass interference play was or uh, foul was not called in my opinion. Uh, Akechi Matsuhide, interesting name. At time kill seventeen, the officiating in that game was embarrassing. Jerry Sullivan, <laughs> probably, I doubt it. He's probably talking about. He's probably going to be posting about how the Bills have to be able to overcome bad officiating. Um, hashtag free Josh Allen at Scott Munzen, Munzner. Uh, I'm at a loss trying to figure out what is with our team besides the obvious. Something just feels off. Need to stop putting ourselves behind the eight ball. What we saw in the second half is what our team is capable of doing. Exactly, bro. Appreciate it. I'm sick and scared. I'm sick of the scared coaching. I can say with certainty, we're right on the same page. Mike Graham at All Right Mike 13 makes me feel uh, pissed off at our coaching staff. They lost us that game. We can't have poor coaching plus poor O line play. It needs to change. Change ASAP. Absolutely, Jackie Broder at Broder Jackie. I don't know how I feel except I'm proud as hell that Josh Allen is my quarterback. Uh, he couldn't defeat his coach, the refs, and the Bucks all in the one game, but he sure tried. Whatever this season ends up as. Being uh, been reminded, there's always a chance when 17 is out there. He's all heart, and it's all true. I'm right there with you, Jackie. Appreciate the appreciate the tweet, Steve at Steve Westerhouse. Turned it off in the third and felt better for it. Turned it back on when five minutes left. <laughs> Probably then you felt bad for it. That's funny, Doctor Fox at MK Fox 52. Josh Allen is the truth, and it takes the team too long to adjust when things aren't working. I agree. Bills Mafia 716 at Bills Media 716. I'm sorry, Bills Media 716. Injured Allen proved. He deserved every dollar of that contract. We deserve that W and the blatant disrespect to one of the best wide receivers in the league in digs on multiple calls today is sad. All eyes on Allen now to the injury or with the injury. Uh, hopefully we're running the table. <clears throat> AFC East champs, hopefully soon. He's, he didn't say hopefully. I'm adding the hopefully. Greg 14105 at Greg 14105. Great game by Josh. He spotted the Bucks 21 points and almost pulled it out. Got to give props to the defense in the second half. Uh, when I saw that last play unfold, I knew before he let that pass go, it wasn't good. I hit him right there with you. Xavier, Xavier Stutz at XCS713. The play calling and refs were suspect all game also. Why are we running running quarterback draws when Josh is a busted ankle? Well, because they were working. Uh, Olive Skinned Gump is the name of this guy, which is awesome. At Bodan1, the NFL is fixed is all he says. And if I'm feeding into that narrative, I apologize, everybody. I'm just, I'm just letting you know how I feel. Uh, Mafia mom at Mafia mom 17. Who's uh, I think she's the the mom of mafia boy. Uh, I feel oddly proud. We lost, but I saw a spark uh, that I've been waiting for. And just like that, the mafia started to believe. That's what I'm telling you. Rock fast or RK fast rather at RK fast Two. the NFL equals the WWE. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Uh, Diggs 2021, uh, 7 and 10 at bread underscore Rick. I don't know what his name means. They're not going to be 7 and 10. Pissed off because the Zebras get to play offense too. Yep. My girl Pamela at Pamadonna. And this is the last one I got for you. We lost to officiating again, but it should not have come down to that. Minus Allen, they decided to join the game uh, fourth quarter. How we played the fourth is how we should be playing most of the game. Urgency. We've talked about that this show. I've talked about it for weeks. Urgency is what you're talking about, Pamela. How we've played the first fourth quarter is how we should have been playing most of this game with all the talent we have. That's what makes this team great. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Oh, we got through it. So, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I came away from this football game feeling way better uh, about it than I thought I was going to. The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen did a very good job of basically putting their foot to the floor and 
doing something none of us thought that they were going to be able to pull off in this game, and that's come back from uh, from three possessions down twice. Uh, not that they were down three and came back and then down three, but there was three different, two different times in this game where they were down three possessions. Uh, they stared it right in the face, and uh, they bucked up. And uh, Josh Allen injured, came out of the locker room in a, in a walking boot. We'll see. I think the the quote that I heard, and I think it was in the comments section, is that uh, he made the statement that, uh, you know, he obviously finished the game, so it can't be too bad. But anytime you're in a walking boot, it's not great. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so much for tuning with me or tuning in with me. I thank you for riding with me. Uh, we got a couple more games left, four in the regular season. But uh, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast and vidcast network i'm your host the voice of the overreaction post game show my name is joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired do me a favor if you're not following me if you're not on twitter if you're if you're not on twitter get on twitter follow me if you're not following me on twitter follow me i'll follow you back uh but i do appreciate all you guys this this tampa experience has been great uh from this the nostalgia of returning to a place that i used to live uh, seeing the the old uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo and the creamsicle stuff from when I was a little kid. I was never a Buccaneers fan. I was, I've always been a Bills fan, but seeing it, uh, being on the Dale Mabry, Hi- Mabry High- Highway and just seeing things that I haven't seen in 34 years, it was just, it was, this was just a really cool, surreal experience. Being with the Mafia yesterday, surreal experience. Being with the Mafia today, surreal experience. Being at that football game was also just awesome. And it was incredible the way that uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know, they redeemed themselves. Yes, we would have loved to have the W, but in my opinion, they redeemed themselves. They did a very good job of uh, making a football game of that. And uh, to everybody that left the game, to everybody that, that walked out, everybody that turned the game off, that's why you don't. That's exactly why you don't, because it was uh, it was it was a football game. It was a football game. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate you as always. Do me a favor. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow uh, for the Off Tackle with John Fina show with myself and, and the big guy John at 9 p.m. on this same channel, the Buffalo Rumblings channel. Tuesday, the Code of Conduct with my guy Jay Spence the King, and then Wednesday, the Hump Day Hotline with me and Jay Spence the King together. And then don't ever forget Food for Thought with. Uh, Bruce Nolan and Nate Geary. But uh, for myself, for Bills Mafia, for Buffalo Rumblings, for everybody else, thank you guys for being a part of the show. Appreciate you as always. Thanks for being in the comments section. Thanks so much for tweeting at me. Uh, just thanks for making this thing fun for me, guys. I appreciate you more than you know. And for every bill- member of Bills Mafia that I got to meet this weekend, love you guys and uh, can't wait to meet more of you in the future. But uh, Joe Miller, Buffalo Rumblings, overreaction post game show for me, for the market dominator. Love you guys. Go Bills. Yeah.